Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this, I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter, that's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Whether it's Alfred Lord Tennyson's Ulysses or Maya Angelou's Caged Bird, there's something about reading or hearing a great poem that stimulates our minds, moving us to ponder the world from new angles. And from a neuroscientific point of view, that's no accident. In recent years, researchers have used fMRI, that's functional magnetic resonance imaging, and other sophisticated tools to study how the human brain reacts to poetry. They've discovered, among other things, that the brain seems to be wired to recognize the rhymes and rhythms that poets use, and to differentiate them from ordinary speech or prose— They've also found that contemplating poetic imagery and the multiple layers of meanings in poems activates specific areas of the brain, some of the same areas that help us to interpret our everyday reality. So I mentioned that our brains seem wired to recognize poetry. Let's unpack that. In a study published in the journal Frontiers of Psychology, researchers at the UK's Bangor University read an assortment of sentences to a group of Welsh-speaking subjects— 
some of the sentences conformed to the intricate poetic construction rules of Concanad, a traditional form of Welsh poetry, while others did not follow those rules. Although the subjects knew as little about Concanad as I know about pronouncing Welsh, they nevertheless categorized as good the sentences that followed the rules as compared to other sentences. The researchers also hooked up the subjects to EEG devices and observed a distinctive burst of electrical activity in the subjects' brains that occurred in the fraction of a second after hearing the last word of a poetic line. We spoke with Bangor psychology professor Guillaume Chiri via email. They said, I believe that our results argue for a profoundly intuitive origin of poetry. Poetry appears to be built in. It's like a profound intuition. Every human being is an unconscious poet. Poetry also seems to affect specific areas of the brain, depending upon the degree of emotion and the complexity of the language and ideas. In a study published in 2013 in the Journal of Consciousness Studies, researchers at the UK's University of Exeter had participants lay inside an fMRI scanner while they read various texts on a screen. The selections ranged from deliberately dull prose, such as a section from a heating equipment installation manual, to passages from novels, to samples from various poems, a few of which the subjects had identified as their favorites. The subjects had to rate the texts on qualities such as how much emotion they aroused and how literary or difficult to contemplate they were. The researchers found that the higher the degree of emotiveness that the subjects assigned to a sample, the more activation the scans showed in areas on the right side of the brain, many of the same ones identified in a 2001 study as being activated by music that moved listeners to feel chills or shivers down their spines. The examples rated as more literary, in contrast, lit up areas mostly on the left side of the brain, including the basal ganglia, which are involved both in regulating movement and processing challenging sentences. The subject's favorite poems weakly activated a network in the brain associated with reading, but strongly activated the inferior parietal lobes, an area associated with recognition. Yet another recent experiment, detailed in a 2015 article in the neuroscience journal Cortex, University of Liverpool researchers used an fMRI to scan the brains of subjects while they read various passages of poetry and prose, in an effort to find what parts of the brain were involved in literary awareness, the capacity to think about and find meaning in a complex text. In half of the examples, the final line was an unexpected twist that Philip Davis, a professor and director of the school's Institute of Psychology, Health, and Society, refers to as an aha moment. One example, William Wordsworth's 1799 poem, She Dwelt Among the Untrodden Ways, about a recluse who died in seclusion, in which the narrator drops a hint that he may have been her unrequited lover. The subjects rated the passages on how poetic they seemed and whether or not the last lines led them to reappraise the meaning, a measure of literary awareness. Davis said in an email, We believe that this is the first fMRI that examines the unfolding effects of moving from line to line and the consequences in terms of what we call literary awareness as compared to more automatic and literal-minded processing of meaning. The poetic work triggered different parts of the brain related to non-automatic processing of meaning, leading to increased lively activation of mind and a simultaneous sense of psychological reward. But the research also suggests that reading or listening to poetry is useful for something besides just rousing our emotions and stimulating our brains. I mean, coffee does that. It seems that the same mental skills that we exercise in struggling to understand T.S. Eliot's The Love Song of J. Alfred Prufrock i.e. flexible thinking and the ability to ponder multiple meanings, also help us to navigate unpredictable events and make choices in our everyday lives. Davis said, 
The calling into activation of literary awareness may have a significant effect in challenging our default mindset. He thinks, in other words, that if more people read poetry and got accustomed to pondering meaning, quote, it would make a difference to their capacity to think with more alertness to excite surprise and change. Sounds like a good excuse to revisit some of your favorite authors or try a few new ones, no? Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics that'll excite, surprise, and change, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.